Assalamu alaikum, peace and blessings. Happy Saturday. Um, this is Kimberly Kalima Songstress, and I just wanted to address some of the things that I've seen on television regarding the various protests for George Floyd, um, mainly my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. Some of you knew, have known me from going to school with me, living in neighborhoods, working with me, things of that nature. Um, but there are a few of you who know me from various attempts with protesting, demonstrations, speaking, um, singing for vigils, things of that nature, because social justice is close to my heart. So one thing I wanted to address right now, and it may be a message not just for Charlotte, but also for other cities and states that are going through this, um, everyone has seen the horrible, horrible footage of what occurred with Mr. George Floyd involving four police officers. Uh, one of the main pictures involved an officer that was on his neck, um, which a lot of us feel resulted in his demise. Later on, footage came out with uh, actually three officers pressed on top of him for a very, very long time and even after being non-responsive um, for what, almost three minutes, two minutes, 53 seconds. Um, we all saw the demise of a man over a phone call regarding having used a $20 bill that was uh, determined to be fake. So there were a lot of people that are upset about this and uh, rightly so, but there are a few of us who have been upset for a very, very long time. And I just wanted to redirect some of the actions and some of the things that are going on to the local organizers within these various cities. Um, I'm looking at Charlotte because I know Charlotte and I've worked with these people. I have a, a little short list and if there's anybody I forgot, if you're on this list, please tag the people. But what we're seeing is opportunities arise. There are people from out of state, out of town, some with good intentions, some with none, that are jumping in and fusing with the fold of people that are upset or have been upset or want to express themselves in, in a manner where you can pay attention, not call the cops. Um, a lot of people are taking this moment to act out all kind of aggressions. I just want to say one thing. Well, I want to say about five things. The first one is that um, anarchy is not our way. Anyone who has ever studied any measure of civil rights, any measure of social justice, any measure of resolution knows that in the African-American cause, we have never had the luxury to be total anarchists, um, totally just destroy any thought of resolution, of reparation, or going forward. We don't have that luxury. I don't know about anybody else. Um, I understand how it is to be angry, and there has been a quote that I shared myself about riots being the language of the unheard, and we all get it. We know it. Um, there are wives right now who get mad, who throw plates on the ground and break them out of frustration. We get it. However, um, mobilizing and organizing is all about addressing an issue, acknowledging it, deciding what you would like to make different, and then creating the steps to go forward with that. What happens a lot of times I saw with the Freddie Gray situation, Trayvon Martin um, situation, um, Eric Garner, that there becomes a national outcry and a lot of people who have never ever studied civil rights, who have never ever done anything regarding them are all of a sudden awakened and angry and they want to act out and they want to do something. And that's good that you want to do something. It is so good. However, everything has its process. There are rules of engagements to 
everything. So you have leaders who have been at city council meetings. You have leaders who speak to people in the community, whether it's on radio, whether it's on television, whether it's newspaper articles, whether you've seen them at your schools, whether you've seen them on the news. Um, there are people who have dedicated a portion of their lives to making sure that progress continues, that it doesn't stop just one day with one incident and one bout of frustration. Um, there are layers and layers and layers of connectedness from people in the community to different faith leaders. What I do not want to happen is this is one of the first opportunities that we've had in a very long time to get ahead of the narrative. There are uh, many people in African American communities who started speaking out immediately. And that is what we needed as opposed to waiting for the media to oversaturate um, the good and bad media, left leaning, right leaning, whatever leaning, uh, agenda purpose, whatever. We did not wait for reporting agencies to tell us how to feel. We did not wait for reporting agencies to tell us to be concerned or upset or to look into it. So that's good. A lot of times we wait to see what's on the news and then we're upset because we don't hear or see our side. We got ahead of that early. Great. If you are so driven to participate in a protest or a demonstration or a vigil, I highly suggest you to reach out to the local people in your community who have been doing this, who have been doing this. Um, there have been protests that I've been to from D.C. to Atlanta to different places in Charlotte. And it's an opportunity for a lot of people to say, oh, these people are gathering. I am going to bring um, what I've been trying to get out and kind of, um, for lack of a better word, piggyback my cause because there will be a lot of people to hear it. If you're going to do that, organizers, reach out to the people who have been organizing in these communities. If you want to participate, reach out to local people. And this is for anybody who's like, I'm mad, I want to march. Reach out to local people who have been doing this. Oftentimes they're linked up and they already have sources of information. They have phone numbers, they have meetings, they have all of that stuff. It's in place. It doesn't just pop up the day something goes wrong. There have been work that's done continuously behind the scenes and they don't wait for a national occurrence to, to put their feet on the ground and represent the community. Um, the people that I have worked with in the past continuously until I moved to Maryland are um, Cass Otley. And I apologize if I'm seeing her last name wrong. She has a Seeking Justice Consortium that she posts a lot of things in. Um, but I met her at a Trayvon Martin rally where I was actually attending with another good friend of mine, Mr. John um, Barnett, Prince of Civil Rights. Thug Ministries, look up his organization. Um, in, in working with him, um, I was able to get up with Cass and to actually see Corrine Mack with the NAACP in Charlotte um, with boots on the ground. And I'm naming people that if you hear something going down, check with these people, check with them. Um, BJ Murphy is another brother that I've seen over the decades um, with uh, Nation of Islam. Also, brother Corey Muhammad is another one. Um, where we've all met at different rallies, um, even if we hadn't made phone calls first. There are people who are dedicated to certain occurrences, certain dissemination of information and for justice. There are always there. So I mentioned Cass. Um, one other brother that I know, and um, a lot, one thing I can say if you don't know who these people are, reach out to the media. Uh, find some of the people that they, they um, work really hard 
to make look bad. Uh, one brother would be um, Jabril, Jabril Huff, my old homie homie. Um, he's another one. If you don't know who he is or how to find him, call WBT Radio. But anyway, um, I mentioned these people because I vouch for them. I've worked with them. I've seen them in action um, repeat concurrently over the years, regardless, something small or something big. They make sure that they are um, addressing it, whether it's local leaders, city council, the news, radio, articles. Um, they are unafraid and unapologetic in coming out. So if you hear anything going on, please check with one of these five people. They all work together. They all represent different entities, but there is a solidarity in doing what is right. I remember that there was a protest in Charlotte, and I have some notes here so I don't forget, um, at Amisha Beauty Salon, where a young lady was um, attacked and accused of stealing. And I remember a lot of us going out protesting every, every week, uh, every, every weekend. Um, that's another way I met Sister... Um, is it Nikia Boyd or Nikki Boyd? If I'm saying your name wrong, sis, I'm sorry. But that's where I met her, and she was on it. And um, she really helped the push with um, um, spending money in your community and highlighting a lot of African-American or Black-owned beauty supply stores so you can avoid going to places that will humiliate you uh, for wanting to spend your money. Um, she's another sister. Y'all might want to link up with her on her page. She's going to get it. Um, but when I was out there, or several of us, like we went different weekends, different days of the week, took turns marching, getting people attention, passing out information. There were officers who were also there to make sure nothing got out of hand. And I remember one pulled me to the side and wanted to know why I wasn't screaming, hollering, upset, getting derailed. How was I able to be so calm and address the situation? And when he pulled me over, there were about three or four other um, African-American males who kept an eye to make sure I was good because that's how we do it. protests. Everyone looks out for each other, period. It's solidarity. And I explained to him that for all the screaming and hollering and yelling and emotions and upset, there are some people who have to be balanced, who have to be calm, because if I'm not speaking to you as an officer and you're not speaking to me as somebody who's upset, then nobody's hearing anybody. So that's another thing. Everybody has a, a, a job or a purpose or a mission that comes, and that's why leadership is important. Again, I repeat, African-Americans have never had the luxury of anarchy. We mobilize, we organize, we come up with resolutions and things that we're asking for, things that we, excuse me, plan to do and we like to execute, and we have that with us. You don't just go out mad, angry. Um, emotions may affect you, but your logic has got to overrule any action. Other than that, it's just a wash, and all they see is the negative, which I see is what's happening here. So um, my friends will tell you I'm long in the lungs, so I'm going to wrap this up. Um, the case with Don Quiris Franklin is fresh. This just happened last year where um, there was a, a young man who was told to give his weapon when he complied. He lost his life. Don Quiris Franklin, you can look that up. Jonathan Farrell was another case that happened in Charlotte that scarred me for the rest of my life. Um, please look up the case with Jonathan Farrell. Several of the people that I mentioned earlier, um, we did what we call court patrol or we went to court with that family. And the things that you discover about what laws are in place and what rules can be used for and against you, you shouldn't have to learn that once something bad happens. However, those are two high profile cases that occurred in Charlotte that um, 
layer right on up with what happened with Alton Sterling and Philando Castile and Sandra Bland. And you can go down the list. You can just go down the list of uh, situations that ended tragically and officers or other people were able to just go home to their families. Um, I myself am trying to speak to this and, and not get emotional because people have said for a long time, you know, account officers need to be held accountable, systems need to be adjusted, laws need to be changed. And now right now we have a, a, a culmination or a combustion of emotions of people, all different kinds of people. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do with our anger? What are we going to do with our frustration? Are we going to let it just sit there and simmer into nothingness? Or will we use it again as a constructive way to create more branches of, of work? That's what should happen. The protests in the March, some people say are worthless. I don't think so, because if nothing else, it draws attention to the fact that all these people you normally wouldn't listen to or you normally wouldn't invite to your table for dinner are upset. And from there, the networking should begin. From there, the what would you like to do? What is your role going to be in this should occur? So that when all those thousands of millions of people go back home, there should be a cluster of people who have decided that this situation right here can't happen again. How did it get there? And how can we make it so that this is not something we're dealing with again? The work should start with the protests, with the large numbers. That's not where it should stop. But it is a facilitator to bring people together. You go, you meet all kinds of people from all kinds of organizations, um, which is how I met all of these people. Um, Brother Jabril Huff, I met years ago going to a protest in Washington to protest the spending um, in the Iraq war where they were pulling money out of hot lunch programs and all kind of things in various communities to send over there. So it's a great coming together, but we have to utilize what's going on and reach back to the people who know, reach back to the people who've been there. Um, we're all here because someone stood up and someone survived way before our grandparents were born. So there are ways to get through this and to create paths of resolution that don't stop with the Molotov cocktail. Um, what is that about? Again, African-Americans have never had the luxury of total anarchy. We've never had the luxury of damaging property. We've always had to think 29, 30 steps ahead and speak to our people who are coming in for the first time, to our young people who are coming in for the first time, to the older people who gave up a long time ago, but now they're getting pulled out of their seats to come forward. There's rules of engagement. There's ways that you handle yourselves. I understand that you're mad. I get it. I'm mad. I'm mad too. Ooh, you probably be surprised how many older people are mad. You probably be surprised how many people who are not African-American are mad. And we're here and we acknowledge that. Where do we go from here? What is the right way to do it? Reach out to your elder, pick up a book on civil rights, uh, pick up a book on even the some of the methodology of the, the Black Panthers because it was a great deal of education that was put behind a lot of the processes. There was anger, there was frustration, but there was um, intense study and, and discipline. Disciplineship, is that a word? Because you just didn't go out and just act. You just didn't go out and act because the emotions don't have any sense. You've got to have some logic behind that. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to say is if an organization approaches you about come march with us, come protest with us, do whatever with us, before you hop on that bandwagon, I would say maybe vet them. Find out who they are, what's their purpose, what's their history, and reach out to one of these people that I mentioned to you. They're on top of it um, in various communities. So uh, you see something new and you're going to see a lot of that because everybody right now 
again, as I mentioned, it's like, oh, I got an agenda. It's going to be a thousand people here. Maybe they'll let me speak and I can introduce these people to my agenda. That's cool. But check with the people who've been doing this and they can let you know if that's good or not. Um, that may have been all my points. Oh, I wanted to say we're only uh, at the beginning of this. We just now got the arrest. There have got to be hearings. There have got to be trials. There's got to be investigations. There's going to be even more evidence coming forward. Um, a lot of people were not satisfied with the autopsy that stated that there was no evidence of strangulation or asphyxiation. So we're about to learn a whole bunch about what's considered strangulation, what's considered asphyxiation, um, what's considered resisting arrest. And some of these definitions of these words are based on laws. So um, that matters locally when they introduce these laws, who's voting for or against them. Um, we don't have the luxury of, of any type of dissolution of respect for us or our words or our work. We don't, have, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. So get with your people who've been there for a minute. And I think um, that may be all. Reactionary is not the way to go. It, you can't let how you feel determine your actions going forward. They can be used to propel them. They can be used to fuel, ooh, I'm mad, ooh, I'm sad, ooh, I gotta do something. And from that point, you educate yourself, you find ways that maybe you can be of service. Um, but go study, look into your history, find out ways that we fought greater battles before and we did not succumb to what recently, what recently happened. There's frustration and there's anger, anger, address and resolve, and there's anarchy. That is not where we're trying to go. If someone is saying that to you, leave them, go the other way. African-American struggles dictate that we have to have measures in place. We have to have unity. We have to have understanding. We've been at this for a long time and we're only still here because those things were practiced by people born way, way long before us. I checked with one of the people I mentioned just to make sure that um, saying this was going to be okay because, again, I respect what they do and um, I appreciate that they, neither of them have ever hesitated in answering any of my questions or if I say it put me to work, they've never hesitated putting me to work. Marching and protesting is not for everyone. It's not a requirement that you get out and put your life on the line or wear your legs out or bring your children out and all that kind of, it's not a requirement. If you feel so driven, educate yourself and reach out to people who have been doing it for the proper guidance. If that's not what you want to do, and I just got a message, if not what you want to do, there are other ways. You can just talk to people in your community. Talk to people that you know and love about, especially how they feel right now. It's a very challenging moment. Um, um, I would say it's, it's very triggering for a lot of us because we see this stuff over and over and over and over again. And um, people get to go home and they don't go to jail. And you're taught, you know, if you do something bad, you get locked up. So when things happen that we consider bad and they're not getting locked up, it does something to your psyche, people. It does something to your psyche. It does something to your confidence that you too can go to the store and come home to your family. I think that is all. I will also tag uh, the brothers and sisters that I mentioned here who have been on the ground in Charlotte. But wherever you are, 
whatever state you're in. And if, if this situation is hurting you, um, it should. Normally you're like, oh no, that's okay. If it's hurting you and if it's bothering you, it should. It's time. It takes a collective. It takes people outside of the people affected sometimes to help make that change, to bring things forward. Because as you know, the common statement of uh, other than go back to where you come from is why don't you just get over it? And so one of the essences of white privilege is that you may be heard where the people outside of your uh, specific race are not. You may be let in where we may not. You may be um, considered where we are not. And you're basically saying the same thing that we've been saying, that we've been marching for, that we've been dying for, that we've been protesting for, that we've written poetry about, that we've written books about. Um, shout out to um, everyone who has been sharing a lot of the James Baldwin. Shout out to everyone. Use what you have to help make a difference. If you've got an advantage and you can use it in a positive way, then do that. That's what I ask. But I'm going to close this out. I need another cup of coffee. I'm still watching the news. I'm tied to it. My heart is still in Charlotte. Um, I'm looking around for you know some of the things that occur in here in Maryland. But I feel the pain. I feel the frustration. I feel the sorrow. But if you're going to do something, do it right. And if you don't know what to do, go to the people who have done it before you. I'll be posting different events that I find out about in Charlotte and um, keeping us all in the loop. But we've got coronavirus to worry about still. And we've got, we've always got stuff to worry about. So it's not even a distraction at this point. Um, it's something else on our plate. So we've got to be very agile. Very agile people and carry those plates as they stack up because we can get through this. But just know the right thing to do. Don't join a bandwagon because you're angry and frustrated. Find out how is this going to benefit the people I represent. Because if you're African-American, you're representing you, your ancestors, and your future descendants. Everyone have a great day. Thank you for listening.